Brooksy, do you do you want to hear this statement? make an opening statement here on uh, the penultimate edition of the Rubber Boots podcast for season 12 or whatever the hell it is. Uh, uh, I'm a dumbass. Oh. Uh, a, a stupid head. Ouch. A dumbass stupid head. I'm a dumbass stupid head. <laughs> is this regarding uh, the broccoli cream? No, no. It's, it I feels like you have uh, a, a gun at you pointed in your direction. Wow. <laughs> this seems under yeah. duress. Exactly. I, uh, Brooksy, uh, I've been doing this podcast ever since I got my. Uh, oh no! Oh, don't touch the Sorry, sorry. Ever since I got my uh, my Yeti microphone, yeah. uh, I've been doing this, and we started the new system. I've been doing this podcast using Brooksy's uh, computer. Yeah, because I di- I did not have a computer. I just used my phone for everything. Including the podcast, but we tried to improve the audio quality for the for the listening and viewing pleasure of our audience. So, of course, of um, course. I Brooksy uses her computer a lot, and so she doesn't necessarily enjoy the fact that I take it away from her for an hour, particularly if she's busy doing something. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I actually got I have another I have a computer. Um, I finally got a new computer, but it's been in the box for a month. I haven't been able to to break it out, and so every week I say, "Brooksy, last time this is the last time I just need to borrow the computer mm-hmm. for an hour." And she says, "She's very kind." She says, "No problem." And then like three weeks ago, she said, uh, "But you have a computer now," and I said, "Yeah, I, I'm going to get to it. I got to get it out of the box." And then it's now the third week running. So um, she gave me the computer uh, with the promise that I would uh, make a statement to the audience that I'm a, a stupid head and a dumbass. That now, is fair. Wow. How, have wow. you looked at the uh, web browser history? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yes. yes, that is. That is yes. Bags I don't think it. I don't think it's the same. <laughs> Let's actually do this. Can I do this without uh, killing the? Uh, I video? think so. Yeah. Okay. You should be able to. Hold on, hold on. This could be a box you don't want to open. <laughs> this is. Okay. You're just going very trust. Hey, Brooksy's very trustworthy. Yeah. But everyone yeah. has oh, a secret. Whole other direction. Yeah, absolutely. Can you guys Someone still see me? Secrets. Yeah, we do can you still see me. Oh, yeah, I can't see you. Intermix, Intermix, women's designer clothes, Intermix, Intermix, Intermix. There's about 50 Intermixes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Lovers and Friends, Mara <laughs> knit, knit pants in, in pink spandex. So she was yeah. looking for some other piece of clothing. And Zimmerman Billow blouse in mini floral lilac. Nice. Uh, a Braswell top in blush. 
And then there was some Pinterest. There was some Pinterest. Oh, uh, Pinterest uh -oh. What's going on there? Uh, even go back, and then we got. Sounds some... like she's running up the bill there, Jimmy. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Jimmy, would you have rather found porn than oh, all this shopping stuff? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Rossi lace up high rise boot cut jeans. This is oh this yeah. Sounding pretty yeah. exciting, actually. <laughs> Jimmy's got a nice Kate. summer coming up. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's hope he sees oh. these uh, these 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 jeans. Anyway, um, so Brooksy, I apologize publicly. Uh, this will be the last time I use your computer. I'm going to crack my new computer out of the boxes as soon as we are done here. Puffy, you uh, you look a little you look a little red faced, like a lobster. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was wondering what uh, what's been going on. I, uh, I was outside yesterday, very hot in Toronto this week, and um, Barrett had his track and field, school track and field meet yesterday, and uh, I thought I had timed it perfectly and uh, for a little, you know, jump in, watch for 20 minutes and get out of there, but uh, timing was a little off, so I spent two and a half hours in the, uh, in the sun, unprotected, with a uh, puppy who everyone thought I was mistreating because I didn't have water for her. Oh, because so, uh, I thought you said because I, I left it in the car. No, no, no. I brought it. <laughs> but everyone's like, where's our water? I'm like, I didn't think I'd be here that long. <laughs> yeah. um, track meets, as, uh, as uh, a parent, I should have told you about this puffy. The single worst sport to be a parent in is swimming. I, think I agree. I probably talked about this on the pod because you, my daughters were both competitive swimmers when they were younger. And uh, the water bill. You go crazy. to the meet. The meet's probably the meet's probably ten hours long. Ugh. Your kid swims, you know, five times in those ten hours. They don't. It's not like the Olympics where it's, uh, you know, race, semifinals, finals. Mm -hmm. All they do is like there's twenty heats, and they just time the heats. And at the end of the day, they post the results like eight hours later. So your kid could come win the heat and come tenth. Okay. So there's no. There's no like satisfaction of the thrill of competition yeah. where they could come fourth in their heat and come six. It doesn't. And, and then when you go to practice, it's just these kids swimming back and forth. You can barely even see which is your kid with his, mm. they just do laps. It's, and you're in this hot cooped up pool, you know, sweaty in the middle of winter with eight layers on the single worst parental sport swimming. I warn all of you would be parents. Now, great sport for the kids. Great. You know, it's good for them to, to learn all, so they don't drown. Ripped. Yeah, Let me ask you something. Yeah. Do the do the parents get aggressive in any way with the with the? Because uh, you know we've seen all these videos on YouTube of of Donnie Brooks breaking out at the minor hockey tournaments <laughs> and whatnot. Is, is it like that in swimming? Somebody I, get tossed in the pool? Look, and now granted, I was never at the nationals or anything like that. Uh, but, <laughs> That's where it goes down. The, <laughs> swimming parents, uh, swimming parents seem pretty calm to me in retrospect. Probably because of the nature of what I'm talking about. There's no. You know, it's not like soccer or football where there's fouls and you can scream yeah. at the ref. They don't know what's going on. There's no anyway, ref. So. There's no really ref. I guess if you got a DQ for some reason, mm -hmm. that maybe they parents could get upset. But uh, no, swimming parents were pretty calm, all in all. Uh, track and field, anyway, Puffy, would probably be yeah. my the second worst. Because similar situation where there's eight gazillion events at a school track and field meet and your kid might be in one or two or three of them. Yeah. So you're there all you're there all freaking day, and they just sit around, and everybody gets fried like like you did. It, well, it did feel like it was reasonably well organized, but there was just so much stuff going on. Like it just took forever. Mm. It's like, oh my god, I got out of there as soon as I could, but it was still a while. 
Were any of you uh, track and fielders as youngsters? I was. Uh, oh, stop. Do tell. What was your forte? Well, no. So in grade, I think it was grade eight, uh, we had a track and field meet. Uh, so we had tryouts and like several sessions and stuff like that. And I was actually pretty good at the high jump. Believe it or not. Wow. Uh, did you do the? Uh, I did like the, the proper false, form. I was one of, flop. Yeah, yeah. So I was like one of the few people that would actually try that. But the way it was set up, so we had these sessions, um, and basically there would be three sessions, and the last one you had to show up for was the most important. And we had a school trip on the day of the last session, so everyone in my class that w- used to go couldn't go, and there was one kid whose parents wouldn't allow him to go on school trips that basically ended up getting all these positions on our team like the long jumps high jump even though he wasn't the best at it which is pretty funny so then i had to go in order to make the track team i had to go try out for some of the running events and i got i think on the 100 relay and the 800 in which and i actually came in third and got my third place oh. ribbon signed by ben johnson that's really it. Hold, hold on do you me. still have that ribbon show and tell oh I must year somewhere. Would that have I been? honestly, I, I don't know. You, you can't get rid of that. So I would have been, I don't know, ninety-eight, ninety-seven. Oh. Did so this Ben was offer you a little bit of uh, stenazolol? Yeah. Hey, stuff. You have potential. <laughs> no, no. Okay. So while he was signing my uh, ribbon, one of my buddies yelled out, "Who's your dealer?" Oh. And he 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 wasn't too impressed with that, but he no. was Charlie Charlie Francis was like, "I'm here." <laughs> was Doctor Jamie Estefan there? That's what I want to know. Talk to Jamie Astafan. <laughs> late '80s reference. I like that. Gino Red. Uh, get, get signed by him. That's what I want to see. <laughs> what about What about you, Lester? Were you a track? You know what? I did just the intramural stuff. I was never. Uh, I was. You know, I was. I did a. I think fifteen hundred meters and and uh, maybe you know hundred or two hundred meters. But I never really got into it. I was. I by the time I was old enough to be doing something in school, it was all music for me. Right. So mm-hmm. track never interested me. Puffy, too much running. Uh, I I I peaked in grade eight at the two hundred meters, but it all went downhill in the in the final. <laughs> yeah, you get out. Sometimes you get. I to was the... out of my I was out of my league there. Was there a scandal that was exposed? <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was it was pretty intimidating when I this, when they took off and I'm like whoa. Well, it's always funny when you're when you're at like a little school, yeah, right, and you're like the fastest kid or the second fastest kid, and then you get to the regional meet, and you're like, different you're exactly, yeah, it's yeah. it's especially in a big city like like Toronto. I was Ottawa had a taste of that, but that was the great thing about doing the 800 is no one wanted to do it. Like, yeah. That's how I came in. I was in last the entire race, and like the last 100 meters, I just moved up to third. But no one really my 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 poor son who'd uh, well he's 22 now, so he probably wouldn't care if I told this story. But I think in grade I don't know maybe six, he was really good at the 800, 1500, and he made it to the regional track meet, and he wouldn't get out of the car uh, to go run because I think. It was so pain. You know how painful those events are, right? Yeah. How much pain you're in at the end. Mm-hmm. I think he had like a visceral reaction. Like his nerves were so... And it's, I don't think it's nervous about losing the race. I think it's nervous because your body knows how it's much coming. pain it's going to be in. And my wife, I was at like the Stanley Cup final or something. And she called me and she said, I'm here with Jared. He won't get out of the car <laughs> to run the race. And I'm, like, I'm, trying, I'm like, buddy, come on. This is your moment here. You know, you know, get out there and just, it doesn't matter if you come last, but, you know, these are the things that you're going to have to deal with in life, all right? 
You need to go out there and just overcome this little obstacle. Yeah, he didn't leave the car. So oh, he, he did. He never the dog has its day. Jared, this one is yours. Uh, yeah. So I, 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 I now, now it's to the point now that he's 22. I can just bug him about it every time, like you know, for playing golf and he's beating me or something like that. Hey, Jared, remember the time you sucked out and didn't get out of the car and run the eight under? Now, watching uh, like the the meet, there's some legit, like really good runners in in at this like. There, I guess there's tra- a lot more track clubs now, maybe than when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But there's some kids that really know what they're doing. They were putting down. Yeah. They're putting down good times. It was mm-hmm. impressive. I may have told this story on the pod before. One of the uh, moments that haunts me from my life, and this would have been early. Uh, this probably would have been grade five or something, where I made it to the big track meet in the 200, and I sat on a wad of gum in the bleachers. And it was all over my shorts. Gumass. And there, I think there was a girl, I think like like Cheryl or Allison there that I, I liked. Yeah. And uh, and I didn't want them to see the big wad of gum on my ass. And so I was so paranoid, I couldn't. I ran the two hundred with one of my hands covering the wad of gum. On my ass, which doesn't is so not sorry. great form for your time. <laughs> sorry. So instead of looking like you had gum on your ass, it looked like you really had to take a shit. In my mind, at the time, it made sense. Now, afterwards, it didn't make as. I may have drawn more attention to my ass than I would have. But I was not a high functioning young man at the time when it came to social. Things and uh, yeah, so it was one of my great, I, uh, I remember great, great scars in life. When I went to uh, Cancun with my friends, uh, one of my buddies had the beef chili, and later on, he was doing that exact same pose while sprinting to the bathroom. So. <laughs> I think Puffy did that once too, one uh, according well, to I didn't make episode, it. Did it? episode two of our podcast. <laughs> he didn't have the record time, he did not make it. That was it. the inaugural episode. He <laughs> tells the us story right out of the shoots, <laughs> <laughs> right after daddy back. Right. Hit him with the one-two. I just wonder, you know, what what the ratings were for episode two and how many people we lost between Daddy Bath and Puffy Poop and his pants stories. (laughs) What the hell is this? I know we lost Lisa LaFlamme. She was like a a loyal listener for one episode. (laughs) Yeah, till the 20-minute mark. I'm sure she's back. Yeah, I think she's back. Um, I will say, though. We should have her as a guest. What what, what would it take to get her as a guest? Yeah, she won't come on our show. Yeah, <laughs> she, she doesn't want to associate herself with our shenanigans, trust me. Um, track meets, though, Puffy, if uh, if your kids do have you know any sort of success, are incredibly satisfying. And as much as I talk about their bad things as parents, uh, just because of the time involved and everything, when, to, when you see your, your child do well or overcome something, one of my greatest parent parental moments, Gracie was always tiny, right? Yeah. Tiny little thing. One of the smallest kids in her school. And so we went to the, tra- the cross country track meet and she, but she was a dogged competitor. Gracie still is like at soccer. Right. And so she takes off in the race. And I, I think I talked about this maybe in an early episode, how I was a bit of a psycho parent, like uh, running to all the different spots to give pep talks. Well, most of the normal parents stood at the finish line drinking coffee. Yeah. I would run to periodic spots in the race to give her updates. I wonder where she gets it from. And to <laughs> trash talk the other kids. I did say things like, she's tired. They're tired, Gracie. You've got them. Hack the bone. Hack she the has bone. no will. 
Did I show that video in one of our early podcasts? They're like I actually, there is a, there is because I'm filming her at the same time, right? The basically what I was doing was trying to get footage. I was being the good parent trying to get the filming, but I didn't realize I was also being the psycho parent while I was filming. Yeah. So the footage is like of Gracie running and and me yelling, "Come on, Gracie, you got these losers." <laughs> anyway, um, so Gracie's in about sixth place. Okay. And they disappear into the woods for like about 300 meters. And then there's a sprint out of the woods to the finish line. And uh, I run back to the finish line and Gracie comes out of the woods first. And that is, you know, that's just a moment where I kid, my little kid beating all these girls that are like a foot taller than her. Ah, it melts my heart to this that's, day. That's uh, the, the exact same ending to Meatballs. <laughs> is it? that movie? The of course, Indian it's one of my favorite movies. Balls. That's how it ends. Yeah, remember the big. They, it ends on the 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 race, and it's uh, the, ma- the the little guy who's the main kid and wins the big, race, and he wins the race. Go. They go yeah. in the woods, and then he it's like comes out, comes out, and he wins. So it's, oh, well, that movie's awesome, so underrated. Oh, Meatballs is the classic of all art. Yeah. Is it though? Like, would it hold up today? Should we oh, do I a viewing it, of Meatballs? I watched it in the last six months. I have no idea awesome. what Meatballs is. Oh, you got it's. I think well, the I whole you're thing talking is about on YouTube. Cloud each with a chance of meatballs. First no, 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 no. Like meatballs was the 80s, yeah, Canadian. like our we were teenagers kind of uh, classic first camp movie. Yes, right. And it's amazing. I don't know this film. Bill Murray plays the head counselor. So I'm saying I'm right. And yes, yeah, must yeah, watch he's fantastic in it. Yeah. Um, That's homework. Watch that. So Puffy, I don't know. See, this is a proper application of sunscreen. I was in the sun yesterday for 15 hours, and look at Ooh. I look pale. Yeah, you do look pale. Paler than usual. Uh, played the uh, 54 holes of golf at uh, TPC uh, Osprey Valley yesterday. They had a big event out there, and uh, kind enough to to have me out to play the 54 holes. And uh, I love golf, as you guys know. Yeah. Uh, that's that's too much golf. <laughs> when did it? Though. When did it hit the wall? When did you hit the wall? Uh, the second hole. <laughs> well, to be fair, in that weather yesterday, like that, yeah, yesterday was the hottest day of the year, com- uh, only second to today, I guess, probably so far. So, well, we we did the, the the problem for me is I've been kind of burning the candle at both ends for a variety of reasons, not all of which I'll get into on this podcast for the last couple of weeks. Part of it's golf, part of it's work, and uh, so I'm getting no sleep. And then we did the game, whatever the cup final three, game three. I guess, right, Puffy? Yep. So, I mean, we were out of there by 12.30, something like that, maybe? Around there, yeah. It was late. Yeah, so I, I got home at like one one fifteen, And, you know, by the time I got to bed, it was 2. So we had to be at the golf course at like 6.30. So, and it's an hour from my house. Mm. And so my wake-up call was like 4.45. That's, that's not a lot so of sleep. So I got like, I got two yeah. hours sleep. And uh, I, I was just completely... Gonzo, like I, I didn't, you know, I like to do the warm up and stuff. I just went right to the cart, and for our first hole was like this par three over water. I proceeded to crank three straight balls in the lake, Ooh. and uh, uh, I was so tired. But I, I had a weird, um, uh, like it took me until about four in the afternoon, which is eight hours into the golf, yeah, before I started to actually get a second win and start playing decent golf. Mm-hmm. And so, but we teed off at 8 a.m. and we hold out at like 9:10 on the last hole without a, like without breaks besides like stopping for you know five minutes at a hole where they'd have like 
food or something. Wow, that's a lot of golf. That is a lot of golf. So what? Like, what was it? That it was it actually like billed as endurance golf? That type no, of I mean, you're, we were we were riding carts and nobody was walking in that stuff. It was 40, 41 degrees. This is because this is the longest day of the year, right? Yeah, it was all it was was just an event. Uh, you know, I have a relationship with the guys at TPC because that's where we've done those two matches the last couple of mm-hmm. years: the Kyle Dubas, Jeff O'Neill, Jerry D match, and then last year with the. Uh, with my pal Sean McKenzie against uh, Mark Shifley and that. Um, so this is just their first event. So uh, because it's the longest day of the year, they just uh, cool, yeah, I invited people out to come and play. And uh, it was a wonderful event, by the way. It was super. I love that place. And uh, here's my big kicker, big announcement. I've decided, and I talked to the guy yesterday, uh, the TPC is where we are going to have our inaugural uh Rubber Boots Open be with the four. Nice. In, wow. in, in 2026. No. <laughs> it is going. I have a date. July 2022. That would be next month. We just no have chance. to pick a date. It's no, going to happen. No and perhaps we uh, will do like a pod around the event. Like, you know, oh. we'll do some like taping while we're filming and then maybe like do a little pod or something after maybe. Can we borrow like Brooksy's computer? Okay. <laughs> We're gonna oh, need no. Brooksy's computer. I'm ready. That will not happen. But uh, no, T- TPC Ooh, is excellent. Got I, the golf uh, balls. Ready to I, go. I I put many uh, rubber boots podcast golf balls. I did some marketing yesterday by spreading them all over the golf course. <laughs> yeah, whoever whoever goes diving in that lake is gonna be a new fan. How many uh, how many birdies? I made five birdies. Uh, so, but I made a lot of like doubles. I I basically played horrendous golf for the first. 27 to 36 holes, I would say. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I was, I was not good. How long did it take you to complete the, the whole, the, 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 the whole 54 holes? Well, what did I say? The mat, like 13 hours. Oh, jeez. No, I said that's not like we could have done it faster. Like it was not. It wasn't like one of those. You ever go to those golf tournaments and there's like two groups per hole yeah. and it takes six and a half hours? That's my least favorite thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the folks at, at TPC. They knew that if you're going to try and play 54 holes, you have to be moving. And so they limited the number of groups that were out there. So there was basically like one group per hole on each of the courses, plus a few open holes. We never, we hardly saw anybody the entire day. That's fantastic. Right? Because everybody was, nobody, we never waited to take a shot. There was nobody ever, like I, I kept looking around. I think some people must have bailed because by the time we were doing like the last nine, there was nobody in the golf course at least that we could see yeah, now there's three golf courses there it's a massive property but uh um yeah it would, and that made it awesome because golf is much more fun when you're not waiting around or uh, worried about people coming up behind you or whatever but it was uh yeah it was uh, it was super fun but it was hot as balls and uh it was it was a long day I uh, I'm I'm gonna be Gonzo tonight when we're doing uh, coverage of the hockey. Game. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be good. Does but it, I does it typically like take you a long times. time to, to wind down after after a game? Like you said, you got out no. of the, the, the no. Okay. No, I got home and then I jumped in the hot tub and got out of the hot, hot tub, tub and, and basically went to bed. But the thing is, I got to play twenty-seven or thirty-six holes tomorrow. Uh, Coppinwoods having their this like member guest tournament that I they were kind enough to ask me to come out to so yeah I'm actually for the first time I'm like kind of not sick of golf but I'm oh, gonna take like four wow. or five days off 
of golf. Wow. I think I'm entering my DJ years where uh, I, don't, I don't really so, want to play so those spots. So that's why I million. took the live money. Jimmy, are you saying that you would probably think that golf is better with a lighter schedule? More time no. between tournaments. <laughs> for your, maybe for your... maybe a, a shotgun start. Yes. Instead of this grind of every week just going to a new town and trying to play, maybe. Damn you. I, I knew you would use this against me. More time to spend with your family, family? and your future family. Hmm? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh... No, golf is wonderful if it's uh, 18 holes a day. If you're a cabin or something, I like. I, you know, if I was rested, I like playing 36. But yeah. like 54, like there's a moment where you're like 30 holes in, right? Like 30 holes in, and you go, "We have 24 more holes to play." Yeah. Uh, it's, it's 36 not... is better when you play, and then you have a spontaneous decision to play another 18. Yeah, later. Or like an emergency nine yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Where it's when you're like. Starting the day and you're like 36 holes. That's when it feels like a chore. But well, the other part is if you play like when we go to Cabot and play 36, you play, you have lunch in between, right? You finish, you go sit down for an hour, you have a beer, you have a whatever, a burger, and then you go play again. This was like like we did not stop for the entire 54 holes. It just, but uh, like they had lots of food and beverage. You could have gotten like it would have been dangerous for like you, Puffy, to do this. I had one like Bobby Margarita. Uh, which they offered at one of the holes. I don't know if you saw my Instagram. I saw that. And, uh, and, but they had booze on like every second or third hole. And if you would really? have, <laughs> Yeah, like I don't know how... Like that would not have been a functional thing for most humans to drink every third hole, to be out in 41 degree sun for yeah, 13 hours. That'd be a tough one. Uh, so I don't know if... Uh, I saw a few like uh, Uber limos kind of waiting for people. So some guys would probably... Uh, Planned it that way, but uh, I was not going to do that. I probably had 30 waters slash, you know, Gatorade slash BioSteels or whatever. So, and we lathered up. So anyway, thanks for TPC for having us out. Um, what else did I want to talk about today? So we have our tournament. going to book it in July. Sweet. It's going to be exciting. First ever rubber boots open. Uh, this is our, I mentioned our, this is our second last episode. I'm not sure exactly when the, the, the season finale will drop before September. sometime in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, sometime we're, we're before aiming in the summer. The next season, you know what we could do because we're very innovative. We could do our season finale after we do next season's season premiere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's ever done? <laughs> Has that ever been done? Not Whoa. yet. <laughs> Let's do Surprise. it. Maybe, maybe we'll do that. Uh, we thing. should go through uh, things that we promised that we didn't do this year because we have an open, honest relationship with our our listenership. That's going to be in this um, podcast. So we uh, we did not deliver merch this year. Oh, yeah. But we were That's close. Fun. There was discussions. Oh, I had like I had literal talks with a guy last all summer and then I, I forgot to call him back. So merch. <laughs> uh, Lester and I were going to record some old Holland Ass songs. Yep. Uh, Those were great, uh, almost great. That that did not happen. Yeah. That's still going to happen. It's going to happen. We'll have season to be 12. the off season. It's a off season. Uh, Eric Stone Street was not on the podcast. And and available, too. Guys, that was more was by available. choice at this point. Yeah. He's not hot anymore. <laughs> no, he he's not hot yeah, anymore. exactly. The, time, the window closed yeah. for him making an appearance on us. No matter how much his agents pester us, and I just don't for, think Stone Street. Four of us could host that Domino show. Yeah, exactly. It's a joke. Um, no merch. No. What about the Dream Analyst? 
We're supposed to have that, that is that's show. for a season finale. I will get that. another year. We had multiple segments uh, that we probably didn't do. Uh, I can't think of any off the well, top of my head. Well, we did have a head. segment called uh, Jimmy's Summer Adventures, and I think that had two installments. Yeah, two installments. <laughs> and the best part right. was some people kept asking for it. <laughs> Just never uh-huh. delivered. So maybe... Yeah. Uh, Next season? Yeah, we'll do last summer's adventures. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. No, no, I'm going to have. I'm gonna make sure that this summer is full of adventures. Nice. All right? But last summer, I did have a lot of stuff happen, mm-hmm. so... Hmm. All right, that's on me. Maybe it'll be Puffy Summer Adventures. Maybe it'll be Lester's Summer Adventures. I'm going to uh, Maybe it'll be East Coast. Where are you going? PEI? Uh, Halifax and then PEI. Wow. Vacation? We, uh, vac- vacation, vacation Puffy with family, yeah. Uh, Puffy, uh, I wrote about this in my, uh, in my first book, uh, The Day I Almost Killed Two Gretzky's, um, which is a misleading title because it's a bunch of different stories. I would write about my kids and things. And uh, but I think it was pre-podcast days. Uh, we took a, a family trip to PEI. The kids were younger. I think they were like six, four, two kind of age when we did our mm. PEI trip, which also coincided with a guy's trip. So I had a family trip and a guy's trip going on at the same time, oh, which God. was pure and utter chaos. Um, anyway, the one lingering image from PEI, beautiful province. I love PEI. I recommend you all go there. But the summer we happened to go to PEI was the summer of the jellyfish. Yeah, they do oh, have them out there. And we were taking the ferry over from Nova Scotia, and I remember looking in the water and seeing all these things. I'm going, what are those things? Like, they were the, the ferry was just mowing over millions of jellyfish. They were like, basically, you couldn't barely see the water for all the jellyfish. And really? we went up to, what is it, Cavendish, where all the beautiful beaches are? Cavendish, yeah. They have nice beaches yes, you, there were jellyfish every six inches in the water. So oh, you know your little man. kids, your little kids get the bathing suits. Hey, we made it to Cavendish. Daddy talked about this for weeks. This is going to be the best vacation ever. Ah, there are jellyfish <laughs> everywhere. And then you went. So you went from oh my god, we can't go swimming here at Cavendish because there was just too many jellyfish. Uh, and you know, Mama's Brooksy's terrified. Don't don't go to the jellyfish, children. They'll sting you. You'll die. And then, like, within an hour, like, Gracie's making, like, sandcastles with the jellyfish on them, like, flopping them on top of each other, like, dead, <laughs> wow. dead jellyfish. So, that, um, yeah, that was the summer of the jellyfish in PEI. They, the people in PEI told me it was, like, a uh, Haley's Comet type occurrence. Oh, okay. Where all the jellyfish in the world converged on PEI for a, I don't know, a music festival or something that summer. Convention. Maybe they knew you were going to be it's there. It's only in years that end with two. So... <laughs> <laughs> You're screwed, boy. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, you'll love you'll love PI. Great, beautiful spot, uh, underrated spot for a family. I've only been there once, and this was late '80s. But what I, I cannot forget is two things: the number one, that huge bridge, and then uh, yep. and then the, the red sand. It was so cool, red sand on the beaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice. It was a summer side, I believe. Oh, it's so beautiful. We rented yeah. a, a a cottage. Uh, yeah, with the, the beautiful red sand. It's a it's just a wonderful spot in Canada. A big day today for our friend Mark Ward, a oh. friend of the podcast. Uh, Mark Ward, uh, uh, first of all, he is now playing his own gigs. In uh, he's lost his like counterpart. He's playing solo gigs now at this whole time in, in Newfoundland. He got, he got so kicked out of the band. Is he Paul Simon and the other guy was Garfunkel? <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I didn't. We're gonna have to have him on to get the full story. But all he's telling me he's now gone solo. Uh, but it also take today, him long. 
I, I, you know, I don't like asking people for favors, but because it was Mark, Mark asked me, hey, he said, Tom Cochran is, uh, is playing in, uh, in St. John's and uh, he, Mark Ward couldn't go because his son's graduating tonight. And he said, do you think like, you know, you could hook me up with Tom? I'm like, what, are you going to go for lunch or something with Tom Cochran? Or uh, are you going to go drinking together? Or do you want to show him your guitar? Like, come on, Woody. <laughs> and he's not going to invite you up on stage. But I got him into the sound check. Tom was oh. nice enough. You know, Tom's salt of the earth. And he met Mark Ward at the Masters briefly. And uh, so Mark Ward is right now at the sound check with Tom Cochran. Oh, he's got to be in his element. I'm hoping and praying he didn't bring his guitar. Oh, he brought it. One, no, 100% he brought his guitar. <laughs> no and 100% he's going to make his way onto that stage <laughs> with his arm and around bigly? Tom. Singing big league, singing all the hits. It's gonna be. They're gonna. Tom's gonna be like, I gotta get the f- out of here, and he's gonna be just going nuts. It's gonna be. Hey, listen, uh, you, should... you gotta, you gotta understand, you gotta understand too. Sometimes those guys don't go to their own sound check, right? They'll have their tech do all their sound check. So there's a chance Tom's not there. Oh well, that would kind of be a disappointing report. I, I doubt. I doubt it with Tom. I, I doubt it with Tom Cochran. He's probably a guy kind of guy. Well, you told there. him if Jimmy set it up with Cochran, it'd be really funny if that's what happened. He's like, yeah, yeah, tell him to come to sound check. No problem. That would be amazing. He can do the sound check if he wants. It's highly unlikely. It's highly like like for example, Elton John does not do sound checks. But does Elton Ron? Well, Elton Ron does sound checks all the time. <laughs> Yes. Well, Tom was doing his. I'm trying to check Newfoundland time. Soundcheck was 12 to 1 Newfoundland time, so it actually should be over. an hour and a half, right? Should be over, so, yeah. So, so unless Mark is now lunching with Tom <laughs> on George Street, Which maybe he'll reply to me possible. here. He could also be in the back of a police car by now. Uh, the, it's all... It's Yo, all he really is the type of guy that he'll he'll be fine. He'll be like He's probably on the, on the tour now. He's opening. <laughs> well, hopefully, maybe before this podcast is done, Mark will respond to me, and I'll just call him. And in modern technology, I'll just hold the speaker up to the uh, Yeti microphone, and we'll get, we'll get an appearance. Uh, so that's uh, that's what's going on there. Let's get to the uh, rest of the podcast uh, with our friend uh, Christoph Momona. All righty. Thank you for that lovely introduction, Jimmy. Let's get to the things that I saw on Twitter. Freaky pigs, strange chicks, world affairs, polar bears, fake news, nice shoes, big boobs, jack dudes, all of these things and more as I sat on the shitter. Things that I saw on Twitter. And we'll start with a tradition like no other with happy uh, with Father's Day just passing. Uh, Eagles fans wishing Tom Brady's uh, daddy, Nick Foles, a happy birthday. I'm sure... Uh, I'm sure that the Giants fans do the same thing with Eli. Yeah. Eli, you know, Eli makes a little more sense. We give you a little too much control this podcast. Like I don't bring up Niners tweets, you know. That are, what are you going to bring up? Can Lance throw the ball? <laughs> we'll find out. You know what? You know how you? Uh, I didn't even know on Twitter. You know my ineptitude that you can like sort of favorite things that will bring into your feed. So somewhere along the way, I favored the San Francisco 49ers stuff. And I didn't realize it, it doesn't just bring you news. It brings you, like, Niners fans tweeting about them all yeah, the time, yeah. right? Yep, it does. And so terrible. I, I now think Trey Lance is the greatest quarterback that ever lived because my feed is full of these Niners fans talking about how he is the greatest quarterback so, that ever so lived. So what you saw with your eyes, that just gets overridden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter because I'm, I'm becoming convinced now. 
Uh, forge along. I just have to get a charger as you're speaking here. So go ahead. All right. I shall forge along. Uh, our friends at Bar Down put up this tweet asking if the NHL playoffs shall go back to the one versus eight format rather than the divisional one they have now. So let us do our rubber boots. React. Yes. Rubber boots react. Yes. All right, so yeah. Puck, let's start with. Oh, sorry, let's start with Lester. No, no. I'll, I'll right jump in right away. Fiery take, I know. That's uh, fiery. Look, look. I think, um, I think yes. I, I never understood why they went back, went to the format that they have right now. I mean, I'm not gonna jump on the bandwagon of of uh, of Leaf fans and whatnot. But but think about it. You work hard. You bust your ass. You finish first. And then you have to play a team like Tampa, you know, um, because of the way the way it's set up. You wouldn't have had to have done that. You would have played the lowest seed, right? Um, yeah, there's more variety in the matchups, yeah. I guess. It's just, it just yeah, seems which... to me it's unfair that a team that's as good as Toronto was all year gets a team that's just as good. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's to be I mean. fair, I mean, someone's going to have to play Tampa somewhere along the way and they just, you know... Look, there's no question point, about that. Yeah, But, but, but uh, Tampa was probably... Like if you had done it one to eight, Tampa would have what, what been like fifth or sixth in the division, mm-hmm. not eight. No, no, they, right? I, I don't think they end up facing them. Uh, the one to answer your question, why they did it, uh, it was to I guess increase the playoff rivalries. Like For they sure, wanted 100%. more of the same teams facing each other year in and year out. Uh, I kind of like the that it still makes the divisions matter. Um, sure, you know, but I don't know. I, I'm not completely sold on it. And, like, yes, every single year someone's going to get potentially screwed and have to face a tougher team than they would have to. And in a way, that's not fair. But at the same time, if you have a playoff tree, at some point you're going to have to go through the toughest opponent. So sure, I don't yeah, think and, it's completely and, unfair. I'm actually good either way. Puff, what do you think? And, and the other side of that is that like some years your team's going to maybe have an easier matchup than they deserve because, that, sure. yeah. because their division's crappier. So I, I, I don't mind it at all. I actually want I, them to go back to the Canadian, all Canadian division. So the least, yeah, I would love that as well. I I like the one versus eight. I just uh, I like it, but I, I'm I'm with you guys. I, I'm not vehemently against like this yeah. thing sucks. I think travel was a big part of it. That a lot of the teams were complaining yeah. about travel, and particularly in the West, yeah. you could get a team like. Uh, you know, one of the one of the Southern California teams having to come up and play Edmonton and then play Minnesota mm-hmm. or something along those lines, and sure. it was being by the end of it they'd traveled, you know, four times more than the Eastern teams, and which time changes ha- and everything. Yeah, it has a difference when you get to the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. final. So I, I I do get that. Uh, I prefer one versus eight, but I don't. You know, it's not a hill to die on. Update from Mark Ward. Oh, uh, st- still at at the sound check at the sound check. Uh, he sent me a video of Tom playing at the sound check. Mark Ward standing oh, so right there. beside the stage. He's going to get to meet Tom after the sound check. And uh, Jillian, Tom's manager, has put him on the guest list for the show uh, later tonight. Mark's going to go to his kid's grad and basically say, screw you, kid. I have to, I'm on the guest list for Tom Cochran. Take, take the photo and the gown. Get the hell out of there. Send the kid home in an Uber. And go and see Tom Cochran. His kid's going to be like, right. so can I come? He's like, uh, sorry, I only got myself on the list. <laughs> no, it's only myself. Myself and a girl I met on Tinder about an hour ago. <laughs> she's, my, she's my plus one. Oh, he's definitely on the Tinder right now just swiping right. Look, yeah. uh, his bio says, I have two tickets to tonight's show. A, sh- a shot of him and Tom, that'll be his new Tinder profile. It's going to be amazing. Uh, okay, sorry, stop. Forge along. 
All right, uh, as we reacted to that, we will also do a Rubber Boots React. 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 Rubber Boots React. Latest product from Swiss Chalet, which is their ice cream Nashville hot chicken sandwich. And I sent you guys the tweet with the picture. It is a what looks like a spicy chicken sandwich in some sort of red Nashville sauce. So I imagine that's spicy as well. With a uh, serving of ice cream on top on in a bun. Now they only serve this in restaurant. Obviously, takeout would probably melt. I imagine. <laughs> oh, poor uh, w- your thoughts in seeing this? Uh, would you try it, Jimmy? It's kind of your thing. You love your desserts. Yesterday, I would have. Yesterday, the one thing about being outside in the sun so long, you get famished. And I know it's mostly dehydration, probably. But they they had this like I was eating everything they threw at me yesterday. Like funnel cake is not something I would normally eat, and I was like, "Give me a triple serving of that funnel cake." <laughs> something, anything. So, I I did have uh, when we were at the Super Bowl in I don't know, must have been a Southern Super Bowl because I went out with a couple of CTV folks for uh, the whole fried chicken and waffles thing, mm-hmm. yeah. which is a huge thing in the states, particularly in the South. Yeah, and I was not. I think it was in Arizona that I went out for it. And I, it's not something I don't really like. Listen, I like did, my sweet stuff and my. Did they give you stuff. the giant scoop of butter as well with it? Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it I was I like that. I. It was amazing. Like I, I actually did love it. I mm-hmm. mean, it's 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 it was, brilliant. But it's just you couldn't so have it more than heavy. once every it's year. It's fried chicken, yeah, exactly. like KFC, kind of like that kind of quality. Good. Yeah, better. I mean, oh, I don't better. care. I remember if KFC is a sponsor of anything on our network. So <laughs> KFC is like a fine, KFC. a fine fried chicken. But uh, uh, I, you know, it's like at a restaurant, you're getting like fresh sort of homemade fried chicken. I think I guess that's what KFC would be too. Hey man, KFC, did you guys, were you too young? Did you get the KFC like in the buckets and then get it yeah, for yeah. lunch the next day cold? Yeah. So in your, in your I was lunch? always a Popeye's guy. Really? Really? Oh. Yeah. I don't care for the spicing of the KFC, but I prefer my, my, the Popeye's. Yeah. My buddy swears by uh, Mary Brown's. Oh my Lord. Like said, like he's like the, constantly. Is he a like sucker for pu- putting pickles on top of a uh, sandwich for some reason? I don't. He just thinks he says Mary Brown's is the best. Every time there's a new ad, he's sending it to me. And there's <laughs> one by my house. I think I'm gonna buckle and try it. Maybe he's got shares. Is Chick Fil A uh, fried? That's Fritchie, yeah. you know Brad Fritchie. That's, or, that's or, in the or, states or, only, I believe. No, they have one here. They have one in Toronto. There's one in Toronto. Oh, now oh yeah, they, they brought one to the Toronto. The big protest or it something. It was a, po- a pop-up yes. shop, wasn't it? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I just remember be. being on the people, But people in the States freak out about Chick-fil-A. What is it? Have you ever, I don't even know if I've ever Supposedly tried Chick-fil-A. it's really good. I know they're closed on Sunday. They like, they're like religious nuts, and they contribute money to a lot of questionable groups, like the really questionable religious groups. There's a lot of homophobia. Yeah. Uh, yeah the biggest, the biggest thing was that, that uh, they so were really good. Is they're closed on Sundays, but... I think it's like in MetLife or something. They have uh, basically like uh, they have a stand there, but it's never open for the football games on Sundays, and so it's only like for. So is anyone here concerts midweek or something? I've never is tried it. it no. I've never I had to. No. But is Chick Fil A like a is, is is it famous for the fried chicken or like the uh, just a, like a? I think the fried you know, chicken. chicken. It's the chicken. Normal chicken. The chicken. Definitely chicken joint. Chick Fil A. It's chicken. No, I get it. It's a I mean, fillet of chicken, Jimmy. A fried chicken or, a, you know, like a normal pizza. Like, it's a, like Swiss Why can't I think of the word? Like, it's a vegetarian cuisine. Grilled chicken. Grilled chicken. I know you mean, chicken. yeah. Do you, Jimmy, do you think... Uh, hold on. Do you think Americans would go nuts for grilled chicken? 
Yeah, probably not. No, it's fried. It's best Southern Americans, fun. too. Yeah. Like, I love that kind of American food. Like, I love going to barbecue in Texas. No, and, sure. But to do it all the time. No, I, I oh, mean, it's just like... Well, I'll tell you what's so, Sometimes a couple of, couple of times back in the back in the past, we went, we we uh, I've done some rib joint rib festivals. Oh man, that's oh, a good awesome. Eating. We Amazing. we used to have a rib fest here in Bradford that was literally a two hundred meter walk from my house. Yeah, incredible. Really, stuff. you got to come down to the Aurora has a rib fest. I think in August or September, the big Aurora rib fest. Except yeah. that it used to be like mostly it ends up being like. A, Thing for the teenagers, like my kids would go when they were fourteen and fifteen, and then you, like, I don't know, two hundred kids would be arrested or something like that. It would be, a, it ended up being a mayhem show. It ended up being like basically an Aurora underage drinking, a different place, an underage drinking festival. That is what the it burbs, would be, man. <laughs> we stop. It goes down in the burbs. Buffy, when I had children, you just lectured me on and on <laughs> about what would happen in the burbs that they all get pregnant at thirteen. Wow, and they're all drinking at eight, and how. <laughs> And my kids turned out just fine. All right, well, you got Puffy. lucky. You know the other eight kids all made, uh, the other eight out of ten all got pregnant. <laughs> That's wow. so wrong. Uh, what else, stuff? All right, we finally have a definitive decision on the live tour, and it comes from one Charles Barkley. He says uh, he does not blame any golfers for taking two hundred million to join Live because for two hundred million he would, and I quote, kill a relative. <laughs> the uh, the propaganda that not is great for the Barkley family, probably. The the propaganda, the live propaganda that is spun on this podcast is really disgraceful to the point where Bump, uh, Bump, uh, uh, chat no, but Bump chatted with me this week and he had some harsh words for both Puffy and Stoff. Yeah. Um, wow. Bring them on. Bump also, a, the bump a, a, a PGA Tour guy who thinks the Live Tour is an absolute and utter joke. and uh, yeah, ju- uh, Just as more and more uh, players jump and join. He wanted, me to, uh, he wanted me to express that to you. Actually, he wanted to come on the pod, but we, we sh- forgot. So. Well, we should do that. We'll tease that for the finale. We will have an de- <laughs> intense <laughs> debate with Bump. Okay, right Bump, and, Roar, and Rory McIlroy. Mark, Rory McIlroy, <laughs> Greg Norman, and Bump will do a round tumble. I heard Rory's Rory heard. the next guy to jump. If he jumps, no. no, Rory's jumping. Tears. Rory is not. Rory's one hundred. No, after what I've no. seen from Kepka now, anyone can jump. Well, Kepka just absolutely destroyed the whole live tour and all the Saudis and every commentary he did until about Brilliant. three days until yesterday. Ago. Until yesterday. Until yesterday. When, no, well, three days yeah. ago when he started saying, "Well, I'm not sure. We'll see what the future holds." The, the truest old cliche phrase, perhaps in humanity, is that every man has a price, right? And it, it, it's so true. Like, yeah. at some point, Brooks is like, I hate these idiots. There's no way I'm joining there. And I don't know what, Puffy, have they said, have they said the number on Brooks? Number was, no, but in February, he said, what would I need another $200 million for? So I don't know if that's an indicator. He, he would or... probably get more than Phil, though. But I will say, on either side of this argument, no matter what you think, it, it is funny for these golfers to come out and try to appeal to the everyday man by saying it's not about money and then mentioning how they could go without half a billion dollars yeah i can't really true. relate there it, it's so true and what's 200 million gonna do for me you know? i don't want all our listeners who aren't into golf get sick of all our live talk the last few weeks and they're we've had all some, live uh, fans they're we've they're, we've gone back and forth i just hope that uh you know it's funny i i, I wanted this thing to fail 
selfishly as a golf fan because of, keep all the uh, golfers on one tour, right? Mm-hmm. But now I've gone the other way enough that I think I, I I want the live guys to be the only way for the live tour to f- have a chance of failing would be for them not to get world golf rankings and not be allowed in the majors. For it. And now I've gone the other way where I want them to play in the majors. And I think that and like I think Stoff said this last week that the majors will be. The majors will somehow be cooler and better. This mm-hmm. is the only event where the best the guys in the world yeah. come to play. So uh, I flipped around on that and and hope Coming that the live tour guys end up playing in. I'm not I'm becoming a live tour they, fan. They so in other words, it's going to be the four of us versus bump next week. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm not coming around. Although, what's your price to make me come around? You want the live to live. Uh, Let me call my Saudi friends. I want yes. the. Uh, um, I still want the live to die, but I want everybody to play in the majors. Quick, quick side note, uh, and this is not a humble brag, but I asked my brother who played with George Michael, and he said George came to soundcheck eighty percent of the time. So nice. there you go. That's pretty good. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So Elton John is just uh, not a good guy when it comes to soundcheck. Then Basically. listen, somebody just uh, Elton Ron, in fact, forwarded a a. a a video from uh, from uh, Elton's tour li- recently where he stops the song and he just rips the, the monitor guy to shreds like on the mic it's terrible so really? Elton has Elton has his uh, mean streak for sure let's put it uh, that do way. You, sorry do you do sound checks for most of the gigs that you do Always, I guess yeah. you don't if you're playing a little bar or something you don't really have time for sound check probably right well we don't we don't do any bars you know, we, we don't do any bars with with that band so I mean no I'm know, talking about your other bands your right, other band yeah, you're just doing a bar yeah, you have to I mean you know, for the Rex for example I mean we go down we'll, I'm playing there tomorrow we'll we'll go down there uh, the show's at 5 30 we'll get there at five you know make sure everything sounds good and, and go from there yeah but we'll do a sound check yeah oh okay so but people might will be in the bar maybe while you're doing the sound check no um sometimes yeah Sometimes, oh, okay. yeah, but it's okay. not like a big, long, involved thing. You, you you get some levels and play a, a yeah. bit of a song just to make sure it's good, and then you go. Right? When, it's not a big when you out. when you go to the mic, do you actually say check, 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 check? Sometimes I go. So I, for me, it's like hey, one, two, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, one, two, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. hey. I actually I like have that. a funny story regarding as to why you should be professional and say mic check one two. Uh, so. This is back in the day at TSN 1050. We were on location. Brian Hayes, I, I believe, was uh, interviewing Dwayne Casey at the time. But back in the studio, we were pre-taping something else to air later. And we were doing mic checks for that. And the guy who went to go do the mic checks, initially it wasn't working, so I couldn't hear him. So I never actually heard what he was saying. But let's just say the Dwayne Casey interview uh, uh, ended with Dwayne Casey saying, I can't hear anything. These guys are yelling in my ear. What I later found out that instead of saying mic check one, two, the guy on the mic kept on going, hello, (laughs) hello, and hence, uh, usually a mic check one, two probably won't disrupt an entire interview yelling (laughs) hello at the top of your lungs. One, two, hey, yep, Uh, check one, two, that's what it is. Hey, we buried the lead today. Uh, the, The lead, of course, is that for the first time since COVID began, the Rubber Boots podcast team was together on the weekend. Yes, right. Is our and next you know who, stop you know on the who brought tour. us together? Mm. Oh, do you know who brought us together as one? He's basically the 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 Gandhi, the Mother Teresa of the Rubber Boots podcast. Andrew Arsenal brought us together. Yes, he did. Andrew Arsenal. He came to town and uh, came to town and 
we uh, we have made a pledge here on the pod that whenever any of our listeners come to town, we're going to take <laughs> yeah. them out for dinner. Yes. <laughs> so all of you, write stuff at the Rubber Boots Pod account. Up, buddy. No let worries. you know when you're coming to Toronto, and individually, we're not going to do any of this group stuff. Just not nothing in July because we're golfing together in July. <laughs> yeah. so that's right. July, we can't. That's right. I will be, and then I'll, I'll end up be like the Elton John at the sound checks, where I won't be showing up at any of these dinners. He'll call in. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn Sheeler is just going to show up and have dinner That's with us. That's right. That's right. Uh, That'd be fun. Anyway, uh, we had a great time. Uh, Andrew was in town, and he did a lot for the pod Perfect. this year. Did the spreadsheets for all the Absolutely. Gold Bar League, and we uh, we hooked up down at, he came down to the station, yep. took a couple pictures on the set, watched us do it. His both, brother. Both great guys. Yeah. Yes, and then we went uh, went to a little establishment and uh, strip had club? a time together, and, and we realized it was not a strip club. It was. <laughs> and a why sex was I taking it, my it clothes was, off? It was a sex club. <laughs> it was how we roll, Andrew. This is how you we need roll. to be. You need to be clear to the audience that it was a swingers club. <laughs> my nipples are still got, sore for those. We got plants. six dudes. We're looking for women. <laughs> and even we though like it was a sw- swing. I know it was a swingers club, and this is where things would happen, but I was still jealous when Puffy got it on with Andrew Arsenault. <laughs> I just can't get over Lester's sore nipples. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. Yeah. Well, it was great seeing you guys, man. It's been... Uh, that was like, awesome. We've had, we've had this little, you know, four-box link together for the last couple of years, but... Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. So no, it was, it was great. A, and, and listen, very nice. I'll, I'll, very nice. You know, it was nice to uh, definitely nice to meet Andrew and his brother. His brother's Nick, right? If I'm not mistaken, his brother Nick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, was that a <laughs> or I will dub in the name here. <laughs> Andrew's brother Nick. <laughs> That's I was thinking Will. Terrible at names. I was thinking. Uh, I, I thought I thought I heard Nick, but I could be wrong. I was a whirlwind when I got there, but uh, Tom? no, it was great. It was great. One thing that I have to say though about that gathering is I didn't understand until this past weekend how obsessed James Dessie is with golf. Oh, why? Because he My left us God. for a different table. <laughs> he left us. He almost joined another table because they had the golf, oh. the U.S. Open third round on their screen. I saw it in his eyes. For the folks that are listening, and and, and, and you have to understand, I'm looking. You, you see this look in this man's eyes, mm. the most intense look I've ever seen in his eyes the whole time. Yeah. I've been working with him. This it was the U.S. Open. It wasn't the John Deere, something like that. I mean, there was it wasn't rationale. The it you wasn't seen him with Jordan sure. Spieth was actually in the hunt. Imagine. Oh my goodness. I wouldn't have been there. I would have been in a bathroom bathroom stall. Your <laughs> <laughs> phone. <laughs> Go ahead, busy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, great finish to the tournament, I have to say. I thought it was oh, uh, I thought oh, Sunday yeah. was fantastic. A really fantastic Sunday. Uh, you know what I, I, I see more? You know, we used to have the days of, let's say, Greg Norman, where like it was the choke artist city, and John mm. Vandeveld, of course, the most famous one ever. Uh, mm. But I, I don't think it rarely happens now, I, I think. Like, these guys play balls out. Like, Will Zalatoris lost, but he didn't choke whatsoever. Like, he, he made a really good putt that burnt the edge. Ugh. Matt Fitzpatrick didn't miss a shot all day after people thought he could never get it done, never winning before. You know, yeah. Scheffler made some mistakes, but was pushing the entire time. Like, these he guys almost are stole it. so good. These guys he are so good. 
Yeah. But Matt yeah. Fitzpatrick, like, what a what a he's one of these guys that every major comes around. They're like, yeah, this guy's gonna contend. The harder the track is, the better Matthew Fitzpatrick is. And man, he was he was unbelievable. So kudos. That was a great tournament. Fun I felt to watch, bad, you know? bad for Hearn though. Hearn was uh, was in the mix there for a while and unfortunately fell <laughs> off a little bit. Eh? David Hearn was not in the mix. No, it was what? a different Canadian. I was Adam oh, Hadwin. Adam Hadwin, I'm sorry. How nationalist of you. Oh, my God. Puffy, Puffy if David, sorry. what would have happened if David Hearn was in contention, Puffy? Oh, I've been fired up. Well, you're gonna say choking dog. I'm sorry. I meant I meant had when I, I mixed up I my ages. I put no, my you're, you're good. You're good, buddy. I do it all, buddy. I do it all the time. Do you ever watch our broadcasts? I can't get a name straight anymore. It's <laughs> a problem. The worst is when you're on. This is the worst thing when you're on TV. When you make a mistake like that, and we all know that you you know it's Adam Hadwin, right? Just a yeah. different word comes out of your mouth. Yeah. And so I'll be doing that during a game, or sometimes you'll hear like even somebody like Ray or Gord Miller. And they'll say yeah. a name wrong, and they'll keep saying it like over and over, like fifteen times, because there's a little brain trick brain in their head mm. that some other guy from that name, or some guy will sure. have a name that sounds like some guy I went to high school with, so I'll use that name instead. And you don't notice. Leslie with the goal. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta beep yourself now. Stop. No, but you. <laughs> I'm trying to think. There's there's one like that that I knew a guy who went to high school who has the same last name as an NHL player. But a different first name, so I always say, you know, whatever it is, uh, Tom Kuznetsov instead of Evgeny. That's not a good example, but uh, Tom's a good Russian, good old Russian name. <laughs> old Russian buddy from I was trying to think of a I was trying to think of a distinctive Russian name instead of like an English name like Smith. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I had took algebra with little Tommy Kuznetsov. He was a cool kid. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, sometimes anyway, what happens too is a, a guy will call his like, like let's say like uh, Nylander, right? Uh, yeah. Michael uh, Michael Nylander. Um, yeah, that's probably the most common that, where you right? refer to yeah. the father or the brother yeah. or whatever, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But you'll do it a bunch of times, and you'll be like, "Ah, that was a great show." And then somebody will say afterwards, "Hey, dude, you got that guy's name wrong eleven times in a row." <laughs> You're like, "Oh, that wasn't that wasn't so good." You're hot tonight. Worse yeah. for the play-by-play guys who have to say it a bunch of times and people are probably screaming at their television sets. Uh, is there anything left in this podcast? Uh, yes, there is just a little bit, if you will, bear with me. It's a puffy edition of Listener Mail. Listen to the mail. Listen to the mail. Thank you for listening. Tessa Harrison writes, I haven't been able to watch many pods this season. Is Puffy not wearing a hat a new thing? I don't know if I can get used to seeing his hair. Is that how he got the name Puffy? Wow. Legitimate question. Yes. Uh, people people usually do think that is how I got yeah, my uh, got my nickname. It's my hair or when I was wearing Puffy jackets. Mm. Those are the two things mm. I got the most. But the truth is it's much simpler than that, is it not? Yeah. Well, it's Sean Puff Daddy Combs. Yeah. Sean Adnan Verk. Adnan Verk, who is the lesser of the Verks to mini Adnan Verk. Uh Worked with us and uh, said, "What's your name?" He said, "Sean." He no, said, okay, it wasn't Adnan. Uh, it wasn't, I it was thought Dutch. it was Dutch. I thought it was, it was Dutch. Dutch. Yeah, it was Dutch who oh, did wow. it, and then Adnan ran with it. I rescind all the credit I gave to uh, Adnan for, for that. Uh, any other puffy, uh, puffy listener mails? Well, I did ask the uh, chat last week. How do you guys think Puffy would fa- uh, survive in Squid Games? Uh, how many games do you think he would survive in Squid Games? And Ji simply wrote, "No chance." Wow. wow. See. I, I swear the one that will trip me up is if they do the one where you gotta 
carve out the cookie. Yeah, that'd that one I would. I'll, I would even now. Now knowing that I need a lighter to help, I will still not be able to figure it out. You gotta lick it. If you had seen our golf cart yesterday, at the end of the day, the amount of food, like mostly on my side of the cart, like all over my clothes, the cart, I would have no chance. I can't even eat properly, let alone carving a cookie out. So you're not alone there. Mm. Uh, J.I. also adding, does Puffy clean his glasses? Uh, however, I will say your screen much brighter. Uh, your yeah, glasses much today. less foggy this week. You look good today. So. Now, I'm a new glasses wearer person. Take them but... off. I want to judge if you're sexier or not. Oh, I can't see. No, I'd do him. Now put it back on. <laughs> sexier, but this is know. this looks smarter though. Yeah, like, I'd buy insurance for this guy. You'd buy? Yes, would you no. buy insurance for me? I think yeah. so. Geico, I I get you insured on your truck. <laughs> the, the, hold on, we wow. do we have someone get that reference. Someone did write in regarding that STD from a car story last week. Uh, that was David yeah. Carson saying, "Getting an STD from a vehicle is nothing new. Remember that time Jerry's girlfriend got gonorrhea from a tractor?" You gave me gonorrhea. You didn't even tell me. Well, I'm sorry, I gave you gonorrhea because I thought you'd have fun with it. Hey, hey, I'm with someone. No, I understand. This could be a tough thing to deal with. The important thing is that you have a partner who's supportive. Unfortunately, I didn't have a partner. I got gonorrhea from a tractor. You got gonorrhea from a tractor? And you call that the tractor story? Seinfeld reference. Uh, yes. Love those. Terrific. Hey, uh, so, just to close the loop, though, I would date this Puffy. Take the glasses yeah. off again? Yeah. I'd have a one-night stand with that guy. That's, that's how I'd want it. That's what, I, that's what I'd want. You see him with his glasses off. Watch out. Uh, well, we'll come back to listener mail, but since we want to get to this, uh, Jay them writing in last week, Stoff, I got you. I will win you Lester's money after we obviously redrafted our picks. And that is for the Platinum League. Yes. First there was gold. It was successful. But now we go. To another level, it's so much better, and you will see the platinum league, the platinum league, the platinum league. Wow, let's just say it. Wow. wow, this is one of the greatest victories in the history of sport. There was Francis Willette, the caddy. Winning the U.S. Open, which was referred to basically every three minutes on U.S. Open coverage on the weekend. I might have said his name wrong. Uh, the young caddy that beat the greatest ever to win. the It's called the greatest game ever played. They made a movie about it. Uh, that's one of the greatest moments in sport. Maybe Secretariat winning by, you know, 30 laps or whatever and winning the Triple Crown. Um, Borshevsky's goal against the Red Wings. Yes, Borshevsky's <laughs> goal against the Red Wings. Nick Foles and the Philly Special, of course. And Bob Weeks winning the Platinum League. This Unbelievable. Is incredible. Unbelievable. I mean, from the depths of the first up division, uh, he crawled out of there. He spanked the living you-know-what out of Jimmy. Uh, he played me in order to progress to the Platinum League and what people in Spain still refer to as El Clasico. Uh, he edged up the win there. And went on to dominate his group and the uh, knockout stage, and it uh, call, and it basically all came down to him beating Jadem four to one in the final. 
we got some congrats uh, congratulations from last year's winner jeff laughlin saying congratulations bob welcome to the champions club angel of death takes everyone out just like Duffy's dream so the very prediction classy, came true very uh canada dingle writing in will bob weeks be wearing more than a towel to accept his reward so <laughs> now i think this is a reference to that masters episode from last year where bob did kind of bear oh yes yeah, so he did a flash that's just with a yes, yes. that was, well, was uh, weird. so i think that's what it's a reference of but maybe not maybe just Bob's is there gonna be a champion's dinner after jeff uh, congratulated is there like the <laughs> yes, masters jeff, and and bob, jeff and, and bob, bob gets to choose the venue it's it's That's KFC. Amazing. So the most recent Bob most picks, recent winner picks the menu. That's how we we'll do it. Yeah. Most recent picks the menu. At the and beginning that. of next season, we should actually do that. This is a, this is a really great idea. Yes. Bob and That's Jeff have to fly to each other at their own expense. Whatever they do, <laughs> it's for them to figure out. <laughs> food will not. Food will not be provided by the podcast. We have to have the little things at the end of the world. Food will not be provided. None of the expenses or food will be provided by the staff of the Rubber Boots Podcast. <laughs> Blind during time machines also uh, makes, makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, now this all brings us to the most pressing question of them all: Who gets the stealth driver? Now Snackbite's oh. Pete said, "So we draw names for the stealth driver. Bring back the fishbowl and the eggs." Riveting audio. I hope he's not being sarcastic there. I know <laughs> Andrew Karol- Andrew Karolnik also made his play for the uh- Andrew Karolnik. <laughs> Andrew Karolnik. <laughs> I ties in with the rest of the episode. There you go. Aaron Korolnik also made a push for the uh, stealth driver, asking for it. Uh, Several people wanting to take the stealth driver home. Well, Uh, let me ask you something. Bob is giving it up. Well, that's that's my question. I mean, Mm -hmm. who's getting it? Bob gets it. We really, we really should have had Bob on this podcast. Did we not think of that? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Joining us now. If only only we could have his phone number. No, he, we did this so that he'd obviously join us for our season-ending bonanza yes, where we will have Bump, the dream analyst, Bob Bump and Ron. Yep, we'll have Andrew, Andrew Korolnik will be on as well. Oh, my God. All the friends. Uh, it's going to be, Ho's going to be on there. It's going to be incredible. Gonna be awesome. uh, we did hear from Ho as well this week, and it was kind of disappointing. I uh, named that these Ho's ain't loyal after the Chris Brown song. <laughs> Uh, whole writing in, everybody has a price to jump to the live GBL. Wow. Oh, wow. oh, oh definitely whoa, whoa, has a whoa, price. Whoa, whoa, whoa. price is 50 oh. cents, I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, Anything oh, is the price. We'll definitely move for the right I like price. Uh, so, so, do you have to leave now, talks. Puffy? Do you oh, have to sorry. leave? Uh, yeah, it's got to take Be- him to school quick. Before you leave there, okay. Puff, I just want, I'm sorry, I mean, I'm not, uh, not that I'm the type of person to brag, but... Uh, you know, uh, there was another little side prop there that happened there with the... Uh, ah, that's right. Yes, Lester. Uh, we got to show Lester the money. Uh, Lester well, we did, did show have... Us, but we did. You we don't remember? Off. We did show him the money? Oh, yeah, we, we paid, paid him, didn't we, already? He paid me. He paid me. Could have gotten. Yeah, Sorry, Lester. Lester. You could have got another 50 out of Jimmy if I didn't. No, it's yeah. okay, man. It's all right. No worries. No worries. But I just wanted to say this. I'm rich, I've never seen a guy collect on a bet so quickly. Just for our audience, he had henchmen there, like threatening to do crap to us. I tried to get up from the table and wasn't like, happening. Sit down. I texted Bob Weeks to see if he could join us for a minute, but I don't I, know. I, I promise you that next time we go out, I will buy a round of drinks with the, with this cash uh, that you have uh, added Ask to my. Exact same building, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Um, I personally believe the stealth driver should probably go to uh, the finalist who Bob Weeks defeated. Because I know Bob Weeks is probably not going to take the stealth driver because he already does. That's the way I feel, but we should have a a vote. Has he made any reference to the fact that he golfs? I don't really like the idea of giving somebody a driver, they're going to sell it on eBay or something like that. That friend's a tailor-made. Nick wouldn't, you know... No, I, I understand that. that, but at the same time, I mean, he did win if you win a contest. <laughs> True. But he didn't True. win. Costanza uh, <laughs> won a contest, but he cheated. I, I, th- I, still I can think see that the legal battle going well through season 11. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, announce, we'll officially announce it on the last episode yes. of the pod. So, Jadem, sit uh, tight. We'll find out what's going on. We'll get Bob on. We'll get bump on to disprove the. We just want to. We want to make you a little nervous for a while. You know, keep you keep you guessing for a while. Yeah. So why do I do I have to send Bob Weeks like a bunch of stuff from my house? Like I yes. sent Jeff well, last I, year. I mean, he's not getting the driver. Yeah. You know what? When Bob comes up, uh, this is what we'll do. He'll get to pick something from your background that you have to give him. <laughs> or right. anything. From I like house. that fern head you have the there. Pl- yes. Yeah, the plant's pretty good. I think I'd go for that. <laughs> watch a watch Jim, Jimmy watch, bobblehead. Watch him take the computer. <laughs> Oh, Brooks, he's not going to be happy if you give away the uh, if you give away James the computer. Ducky bobblehead. Oh, that's oh. pretty solid. Well, that's that's, nice. that's awesome. I got a uh, got a mug that says "Every night is hockey night." I don't know who gave you that. Uh, three hole punch. Ooh, that's old school. That is old. That'd school. be nice. Ne- next week when it's on, that whole room's going to be bare. It's going to have moved everything out. You're go- you're just going to see the safe behind that picture frame. <laughs> or take a lamp. <laughs> Uh, do you have to leave now, Puff? Yeah. Sorry. Boss. Thank you for uh, thank you for participating, uh, and we'll see you at the season finale. Yeah, I look forward to it. The Rubber Boots Podcast this year, right? All right. Uh, so let us get to. Uh, is there any other Gold Bar League statement we need to make? We want to thank everybody for participating. Uh, we want to thank it was an amazing obviously BetSafe. We want to thank TaylorMade uh, yeah. for obviously yeah. providing the prize, and we want to thank again Andrew Arsenal building the website. And also, as Andrew revealed uh, during our dinner, he also owns the rights to several other <laughs> podcast-related domains. So, Basically, uh, everything with the Rubber Boots yeah. name, he now is part of the family now. Yes. <laughs> I think he owns Hugo.com even, so. Oh, my God. Well, I thought he'd never leave. <laughs> what an ass. Yeah. <laughs> Ow! Oh, I just had a groin cramp. That's probably left over from the golf yesterday, like a, a searing pain yes, in my groin. Really? Jesus. That's, uh... Well... Jesus. How did that happen when I'm just sitting in a seat? Hold on, I'm gonna walk for a second now. It's oh, man. 56 holes in uh, 40 degree heat. That's probably yes, how it happens. Not good. That's terrible. Golf. Golf again tomorrow. Sorry, I guess you guys didn't really want to see all this. my camera right, it's okay. <laughs> Um, back to listener mail. Listener mail. Jimmy, you're right. <laughs> yeah, doing a little, doing a little adjusting. Doing there, a little buddy. maintenance. Uh, speaking. Sorry, guys. I was just uh, having some issues there. For a, a little follow up on our beer tickets discussion as to why events have them. Jeff Laughlin writes in regarding concert slash food tickets. From what I've been told, people that volunteer in beer tents, the tickets are for vendors and venue to divide the sales afterwards. The vendor cashes their collected tickets for their share of the money the following day. So it's a way to organize it. Whereas Harrington writes in, it's for revenue. How often do you do people overbuy on the tickets and don't cash them? So, which is more in line with what you said, Jimmy. 
Mm-hmm. I think they're both probably true. The purpose is probably to separate it, but the added bonus is people just buy stuff, pay for stuff they don't end up using. So, Okay. Makes sense. Just not necessarily consumer-friendly, correct? That's what I would say. No, I, a lot of businesses might not try to be, so mm-hmm. yeah. buy, buyer beware. Uh, now, we got a shower uh, update from our friend Brian Hayden. Uh, I'm not sending pics, he said. This is the guy who listens to us in the shower. Uh, I But I do bring my phone inside the shower. It's waterproof and well away from the water stream. I'm not sure why I'm teeing this up for you guys, LOL. P.S. I'm putting together a portfolio for voiceovers. I got some good ones for your breaking news. So <laughs> he's trying to interesting. So I guess he's he's going to be our new voice guy. Very exciting <laughs> for season nine. He better check uh, with Andrew Arsenal first. Well, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Andrew Arsenal owns the uh, BrianHayden.com website. So if Brian Hayden, if I start hearing Brian Hayden doing McAlpine Ford ads, I'm not going to be happy. Oh boy. Oh boy. That might Just be tough. minutes um, north of the 427, sorry. Got this DM on Instagram from Owen Heileman. Uh, hey, I'm contesting to be an amb- for an ambassadorship spot and an online influencers program. Can you please vote for me? So since we're our collective, I guess we have to decide if we're going to vote or yes or no. So I just yeah, we'll vote for him. We'll vote for him. Nah, we've, I have we've no idea what that listeners. what any of that means. So you're yeah, we'll vote for him, and we'll have dinner with him when he comes to town. <laughs> that is what we do. So Owen, yes, you can count on our votes. Uh, we read the STD from the car already. Uh, Sean Morrison writing in uh, that you're. You fighting the chipmunks was in episode season two, episode twenty one. Although it's not the original story, you do mention it at the fifty more minute, fifty four minutes. You know what terrifies me about Sean Morrison is that he's going to unveil all the stories that I've repeated multiple times (laughs) on the podcast, including three from this week. Yeah, yeah. Like I definitely, I'm sure I told the story about the the gum on the on the shorts at the track. I don't think so. I I probably told before. No, that one was. That was anyway. That was new, or we have also terrible memories. Uh, Sean also writing in. I've been called a lot of random names. Normally, it's John or Shane. The father-in-law even calls me Sven. <laughs> Interesting, but no one's ever called me Laird Hamilton, which you did last week, Jimmy. So, yeah, um, well, that's enough. something. Uh, it's a good nickname. Laird's a cool it, guy. It is. Uh, now I think this is. Uh, we got a suggestion for what you're watching, and I think this is a movie either you or Puffy already suggested to us in our chat. But Hustle on Netflix, new Adam Sandler yes. slash LeBron James movie. Yes. Tons of celebrity. Uh, cameos and sports cameos that's from tj sinclair sending that in uh and so i only saw the preview for this like you know when they run uh, you select it and runs a little you know 30 second whatever and my actual initial reaction was oh wow this looks like a decent movie because unfortunately with adam sandler the way it's gone and in the later years you kind of expect it to be a complete write-off and just from that one scene i watched i'm like oh this looks pretty decently put together i'm not sure what the storyline is but it Sandler is, uh, I mean, the storyline without doing any spoiler alerts is Sandler is basically an NBA talent scout, mm-hmm. uh, freelance, I sent essentially, who works for the Sixers a little bit. I think I'm about to have to deliver a parcel here for one second. Um, but but it, he's looking for that one golden, you know, ticket piece of talent that would put a team over right. the top and make it make his reputation. But uh, I, Sandler's a fascinating actor to me because you're right. Like he, 
you know, we love some of those movies, Happy Gilmore and such, but he made a lot of terrible ones as well. Uh, but but when he does delve into like the actual acting, he's pretty good a lot of the time. He, he, he's right? a good actor. He just he does a lot of bad movies. I think would be I, well, you know, I think what he does uh, is he does movies, and I, I don't know if I was. I think I was listening to a pod that had um, what's his face, Joe Dirt, on it, and uh, who's a, who's a good buddy of uh, Sandler. Why am I uh, David Spade? And uh, he said basically Sandler does movies just to hang out with his friends. So the, the like grown ups, they're not really out to make a great movie. They're they just want to, if they're going to do a movie, they want to hang out with, you know, Chris Rock and Spade and all the guys are buddies and hang out for a month with Kevin their families James. on the set. It's so yeah, and that's what, they, that's what they do. So, so the quality like, of the film. Sounds kind of yeah. like this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <pretty> much. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, it is. Like, he's obviously, you know, cashed out for some, but, like, when he does some, even that one, the other sort of basketball-related movie with Kevin Garnett where he played the New York jeweler. He did not play a likable character in that movie. Did you guys watch that one? Uncut Gems, I believe? Yeah, yeah I, didn't I didn't see it, see but I saw the previews for it. I know. Uh, we're, worth watching. It's kind of a frenetic movie. Not not definitely a high recommendation, but I found it interesting enough because it was Sandler and and uh, Kevin Durant was actually amazing in it. Um, but he's good. He's, he's good when he does those things, and I wish he does more. Maybe as he gets older here, he will. Did KD have a burner account in the movie? No, KD just kind of played like uh, he played like kind of not an, but kind of an a bit of an superstar basketball player, and I think he played himself actually. But uh, <laughs> kind of his alley. No, but you know he had well, the entourage. The, the KD thing is funny because if you look at his career, he... oh no, sorry, it was not KD. It's oh. KG, Kevin Garnett. Oh, Kevin Garnett. Okay. Apologize. Yes. See, here we go with the name mixing up. I would have yeah. finished that podcast and it would have hit me five minutes later. <laughs> I was about to do a deep dive on Kevin Garnett's <laughs> yeah. image through his career, like what it was. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It was Kevin Garnett, not Kevin Durant. Oh, but, him uh, Anyways, he's he's really good in it, Kevin Garnett. Anything is possible. Uh. I believe that is it for listener mail. Okay. Wow. So, all right. Well, this was a fine pod. Um, thank you all for participating. This again, we'll do one more somewhere along the way over the next couple of weeks to say goodbye for the season. With featuring uh, Bob again Weeks, to featuring Bum. Yeah. Yes, That's right. Yes. <laughs> Mark absolutely. Ward with an update on his Tom Cochran. Jimmy uh, Summer Tom Adventures Cochran Volume Three. Oh, yes. here's a picture. Here's a picture. Mark Ward has set in a picture of uh, him with Tommy. And the, and oh, the nice. there you oh, go. This is the beginning moment, of something special. Moments come true. Um, I think it's my buddy Jeff Jones. There plays bass with uh, Tom. Really? On the end, ball guy. Yeah, I think that's Jeff. Oh, I can't yeah. tell. I think, yeah, it probably is. I think yeah. the boy wonder took the picture. <laughs> uh, yeah. So thanks to Bet Safe. Thanks again, Taylor Made, for unrelenting support of uh, the Gold Bar League and everything we do here. And uh, thank you all for listening one more time. Um, what am I supposed to say? Hit the uh, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, uh, hit all the buttons. Send us favorite views. Hit all the buttons. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next time on the Rubber Boots Podcast. Hey, how are you? I got a question that I really wanna ask you. Wait, don't hang up. I need to know, so I'm gonna try and push my luck.
Are you wearing your wobble boots tonight? Are they purple, yellow, green, blue, black, or white? Are you wearing your wobble boots tonight? And do you like the dunk tank at the fair? I know it's a little strange. My obsession with your choice of footwear in the rain. I know that you're on TV, but I need you to put your boots up on the desk for me. Are you wearing your Hawaii boots tonight? Are they purple, yellow, green, blue, black, or white? Are you wearing your Hawaii boots tonight? And do you like the dunk tank and the fair? The part they call the bridge, a bridge has water under it. With wubba boots, you can wade in the water. Just don't fall in. Are you wearing your wubba boots tonight? Are they purple, yellow, green, blue, black, or white? Are you wearing your wubba boots tonight? And do you like a dunk tank? At the fair. Do you like the dog tank? At the fair. The dog tank. The dog tank. At the fair. Are you wearing your rubber boots tonight? No, seriously. Are you wearing your rubber boots? Don't hang up. Please. Somebody. Hey. Hey. Anyone?